Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find Nick and I on most platforms under HyperClean Store. Best way to get in touch there, go to the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. That really is the best way to interact. You'll get a feel for the community and everything going on with HyperClean. Best way to interact. All right, Nick, I uh, I came back from a nice Mother's Day weekend, and the beer was so bad in Arkansas, I didn't bring any of it back. I couldn't stand any of it that I drank. So got a little ranch water. You ever done ranch water? Uh, yeah, I used to make I, – I like ranch water made for real, but – uh yeah i mean that's ranch water is delicious what made for real what do you mean uh originally i'm pretty sure ranch water was topo chico tequila lime and tahine i think i think that's the original ranch water okay okay well it seems like breweries are starting to get into it so this is the carbock brewery all right i didn't ever i wondered what was the difference between ranch water and other seltzers so Thank you. Supposed to be tequila. Yeah. Tequila is the answer on that. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Great news. I like adding more tequila to mine. So here we go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Let's buy and sell, man. Uh, you want to buy and sell? You want me to buy and sell? Go ahead. All right. I'm doing both. I'm buying and I'm selling. But first, people, I'm going to. People are starting to recognize that you can't ever pick. It's always you do both. That's, <laughs> that's what people are buying and selling out there. <laughs> They're selling the fact that I do both. <laughs> hey it's and right buy and sell right or is yeah, it buy or yeah. sell i don't know i think it's all buy right. or sell but you've made it both <laughs> all right so i'm i'm selling and i think it's just funny because it comes after the past couple of weeks of the discussions i'm selling the idea that you need to turn off during vacation and i talked to a detailer earlier that i wasn't able to return a phone call and he was like totally get it man i turn off everything and i'm like well I don't necessarily turn off. I, I spent most of the entire weekend still thinking about our business. I I don't know how people can actually turn their minds off and or want to. I I love what we do. I love my life and how, you know, grown and the way business has gone, right? Like, I absolutely love the work, the the climb, like everything about it. I enjoyed while I was getting a massage. I'm sure other people think about other things while somebody's rubbing all over them. I, uh, I didn't think about them. I thought about, okay, in the episode and we could go through this. Like I love just spending time driving, wherever, not turned off, actually plugged in. I think vacation is not a way to not work. I think it's a place that you work under different views. That's the way I look at it. Right. You work yeah. from just a different place. All right. So I'm selling that. Listen, buying everything, everybody's going to buy, at least I think everybody would buy this, right along with me. No need for explanation. I am buying vacation sex. Enough said. All right, Nick, up to you. Wow. With that creepy lead in. Um, so for those who don't know me very well, I'm a huge fan of foolishness. I love watching foolishness in public. I get great joy in watching people act crazy and do stupid things that should be on YouTube. So we did the same. We went away this weekend. We're at this resort. It's, you know, supposed to be pretty high class place. 
So there's a Starbucks in the resort. Now you've been to a Starbucks with me here in Vegas. My order is simple shot of espresso. I down it. I'm done. I don't really do the whole coffee thing. So I'm standing in line. There's a lady. She's probably 60. Tiny little old lady. I'm like, Oh man. Okay. She's going to be in and out. And they, I don't know the importance of a steamer in coffee, but all I hear is, I can't make you that drink. Our steamer's down. He points right to it, very polite. And we're all in a service-based business. So I'm like, don't think anything of it. And she goes off. How are you going to have a coffee shop without a steamer? Like now, it's like 6 o'clock in the morning. It's me and a couple people. It, it's echoing through the bottom of this resort. And I'm like... I don't even know what a steamer is used for. He's, you know, he's just trying to do his job. He's a kid behind the counter. He's very polite. She goes off, you know, this is ridiculous. You know, I need this drink. You know, this is how I start my morning. Bubble. I mean, just goes off. She goes again, how can you have a coffee shop without a steamer? And the kid says the greatest line. He goes, well, we have a steamer. It's just down. It's just broken. So you keep saying we don't have a steamer. We do have a steamer. It's just broken at the moment. So she looks back at me and I'm laughing like crazy now. And I go, that dude just clowned your whole life, man. The steamer's broken. Leave the kid alone. That was it. She looks back at me. She goes storming off. The kid's like, Hey man, whatever you want on us. I'm like, no. I said, just give me a shot of espresso. I said, my guess is you're going to be dealing with that a lot. He goes, I was thinking about calling in today. He goes, because when I found out our, he goes, you wouldn't believe it. I said, no, I think I would. I think I would believe it. And so that's my story. Craziest and actually one of the best starts to the day because that shit just makes me laugh to no end. Like, you imagine losing your shit at six o'clock in the morning over a steamer? By the way, they have 8,000 drinks at Starbucks. So she, I mean, he actually said, hey, we can actually make that drink. You just won't have this or this, but it'll taste the same. No. He would say, hey, have you tried one of these? No. I mean, I mean it was just like, there's 8 billion things on the board. She didn't want any of it stormed off. By the way, there was nowhere else to go. It wasn't as if she was going to go to another coffee shop on the resort. This is where you get coffee. So I don't know what the whole plan was, but it was a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Well, her steamer creates that froth and apparently she can't have a coffee without that froth and all that, you know, fun stuff. Dude, I, I can't, but it's just basically cake batter in a, in a cup, right? I mean, that's what Starbucks is. So not if you're in Arkansas. So it's funny you mentioned about coffee. We were not in a nice luxury resort. We were in a pretty cool little spot. It was a unique ho hotel. It was 100 years old. We had a great time. I go to get some Starbucks, proudly brew Starbucks. And I'm like, okay, oh. that's not, not like, ma'am, can I get a little bit more caramel in this? Because it just didn't quite taste right. She goes over and starts pumping it out of something. And I go, oh, proudly brew Starbucks, but you're not a Starbucks. That's why this doesn't taste like a really good cup of coffee. Like, yeah. got it. You're using that imitation pumps. Arkansas is a different place. I get it. You know, like. Dude, it, let me tell you, man, people with their Starbucks, it's like, how's Howard Schultz not president? This dude took Folgers. And has turned it into crack. 
for for people. I mean, it's have you ever seen a Starbucks line not like around the corner? How are they not the richest company in the world? Coming I, back, right? Sunday morning, got to get out early, coming back. Let's roll through a Starbucks on the way out. I'm about to pull in and almost getting a wreck because I go, no, not doing that. I mean, it was lying, was almost out to the street. I'm like, and there's this truck behind me that has to dodge back around. I'm like, sorry, man, Starbucks. Like, ah. <laughs> yeah, dude, the craziest thing is, is like, it doesn't matter what side of town you're on either. It could be poor, it could be rich. It, it's just like they stick them in an area and they're packed all the time. They're packed in grocery stores. They're, I mean, they're packed at this resort. I'm like, geez, oh, Pete, man, how, how is it not the richest company in the world? They literally sell a billion cups of coffee by like 7 a.m. every day it, it's it's the nuttiest thing to watch they just got low margins maybe yeah maybe coffee beans are expensive you know uh, i guess <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy all right so you're buying or selling coffee which one <laughs> i'm selling coffee i'm not a big coffee guy um i can i mean like i said you we were here in vegas one time we we're doing a little meeting i'm like let me get a shot of espresso I'm done. Like, let's, that's what we're trying to get to. So I just rather take the shot than drink coffee is the way I look at it. So, I mean, I'll drink an energy drink some mornings, but for me, I, I'm just, the coffee thing doesn't, I, I just, I never gotten into it. I, I, I can see why people do, but I, I just, I'm not into it. Uh, you're into an old lady named Hilda rubbing all over your body. Hey man. You're going to have to tell me as long as it, if it's a good massage, then, you know, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. What was interesting, though, uh, while we were there, so we were in a place called Hot Springs. And uh, there's, it's really cool because it's bathhouses from like the 1910s and 1920s. The old gangsters all came down. They built these bathhouses that were just, it's crazy how you could do that in the, the Bible Belt type area in this small little place. But it just made this whole huge place it's called Hot Springs. It's nothing but bathhouses where I really wonder how that was back in the day, you know, 100 years ago. Like, oh, like, yeah, that's got to be real edgy back then. Oh, fuck. Right. Like, but also a fucking party. Yeah. I mean, these were gangster owned houses that you went in to get baths. I'm in. How do we get back to that? <laughs> we're all it's just a podcast, folks. Relax. We're just having a joke. You know, we got to say that on our podcast now. I mean, you know, that's where we're at in the world, which is fun. Well, so we take a little break where we're done walking around. We stop and get some tacos, create little plays where you sit down on one of those patios and have these cool tacos. And uh, I had a sirloin taco, nicely done. And then uh, a flight of margaritas. All right. So we're trying all these different margaritas, eating tacos. It's a beautiful day right at this stoplight on the main strip, right? And this isn't Vegas where people are flying. This is hot springs. They're going like five miles an hour, you know, and then they stop at the stoplight. You know, one thing I noticed on every single vehicle that stopped at that stoplight. Yes. Every single vehicle. Bugs. <laughs> I did not have that good enough eye, <laughs> but what I did see was a reflection of the sun and not a single paint had a hundred percent correction. Not one. Every single car had some type of topical oh, damage. Yeah, I, bet. I bet. I mean, that's that's kind of the argument I've always told guys: walk around Target, walk in a Target parking lot, and just see who has clean rims. Forget the paint. 
see who's got dress tires, see who's got just a clean car. Forget, I mean, we're just getting down the line, right? Then you find the clean car, and then it's swirled up. You know, this is this has kind of always been the dilemma of having these conversations in our industry, right? Is that if you sat and you looked, it's a tiny percentage, man, that ever ever really, you know, have a car in excellent shape. Yeah, true. What was cool though, see some of the cars that that were there, right? There, you know, there's all those random ones that were cool, but I enjoyed because it was hot springs. I hadn't been back in a while. And it was cool to take a little journey. And one of those journeys was to see some of the cars that I drove in college that then have now come back out, right? So one of the very the very first car that I drove to college as a freshman was a Bronco 2. Now, coming the Bronco's coming back out. I'm not, I'm not grabbing one just yet. You know, maybe later because it was cool as you saw the doors come off and you know yeah. the tops off. And it was like, oh shit, I didn't know they did all that. Like they have really done a good job, I think, reintroducing the Bronco. It's updated with a Bronco 2 still kind of looks a little funky. If you put the right tires on it, it, it kind of grows on you. Bronco Sport. Bronco Sport. True. Uh, the big boy, that's the one that you and I have some fun times with. You put the wrong rims on those, it looks hideous. Yeah. But if you dial it in right, you got some nice rims with big old tires on it. It's got a slight little lift. Yeah. Boy, they look nice. You got one, I think, in your shop, right? Like, what's it yeah, specked out? What's it doing? We, we took uh, delivery of two last week. Uh, chips seem to be, I don't know, Ford's delivering cars like crazy all of a sudden. Um, actually, I'm getting calls that every manufacturer seems to be uh, taking a little hit here. So I have a two-door wild track Sasquatch, and then I have a four-door wild track sasquatch same exact cars or same exact vehicles except one's a two-door one's a four-door two separate owners by the way it's not the same owner um i'll say this the four doors when you go back and listen to the podcast when when i got the first one i was impressed at first not impressed long term as we've been working on that vehicle so as i saw more four doors i don't know it doesn't feel like i want the bronco to feel so I kind of was out because I never really got in a two door until we just got this one. And now I took it around this morning. Uh, we had, we're doing uh, some dose and PPF on it. PPF on the front end, you know, that got done today, but I took it out this morning, kind of drove it around a little bit, man, the two door is nice. I mean, it's it, for whatever reason it starts, to, it, it's kind of like I've told everybody about Jeep. When I started with Jeep Wranglers, there was only one option. And so whenever I got into a four-door Jeep, it didn't feel right to me. I understood why people liked them, but I was like, this isn't a Jeep. You know, it was just something, innate, and I think it's the same for Bronco. I got in this two-door, and I'm like, I look back, nice room for a couple seats, but not too big. There's not another door. They got huge tires on it. I mean, this is the top of the line of the top of the line. Bronco out of the factory doesn't come any nicer than these that I've got. Uh, it's my understanding. Now, mind you, Raptor, Bronco come out. I don't have one of those. But as of today, this is the top spec. And, man, it's nice. Two-tone interior, uh, all leather. I mean, I got to imagine. I, I didn't see a sticker, but 75-plus. 
for for these that's that's a lot for a bronco in my opinion but you know there's a there's a way of looking at this you either buy the lowest grade or you buy the absolute top of a of a manufacturer you never buy the in between because that's where they don't spend the most time so if you're going to go bronco this seems to be the one $75,000 bronco I, I don't know but it's it's pretty sick what's the and ride like super comfy is it got a little bit of bump to it it's got so some how, bump to it i mean it. and that was kind of my argument with the four-door the four-door has a lot of like body roll you know which is kind of normal for like jeep and and things like that you know it's got that feeling like you're landing a plane when you go fast around a corner or whatever this still has that it's just for me it for the first time after being around bronco for well over a year now i'm like you know what they got it right with this one I hated the launch when they put the small one out. You hated that. We all hated that. That was chip driven, I think. So again, it, it's pretty freaking nice. I mean, the four door though one with the same spec, I didn't like it. I drove that one around. I'm like, it just feels like an SUV at that point. So why not just get something nicer at 80 grand, 75 grand? It's kind of my thought. I I, I don't know. It, it just feels like everything else. Once you get into four doors, I think it just feels like everything else. All right. So that nicer one is that uh, is that with the new Blazer that came back out, right? I mean, the Blazer used to be a hot one right there with the Bronco too. The Blazer actually back in the day was a heavy low rider, right? Like it seemed like anybody that was going to do a low rider always, they were always them. Yeah, yeah, always, bag always them. bagged them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what's the new ones don't seem to be headed in that direction. They didn't go with that scene, did they? I, I think you even said it's it's more of like a mom mobile they tried to go after. Yeah, I don't, you know, again, the redesign's nice. You know, we, we don't talk much design on here, but the redesign's nice. I mean, they look great on the road, you know, especially that red with, with, with the blacked out everything else looks really good. I think they did a great job. They just, Chevy's in this weird place, man, where I, I don't know, none of it feels exciting and then they spend so much money on hummer making electric and then that's all the commercials i never really saw much of the blazer commercials you know blazer they didn't put much money into it and so it never got the buzz i, I think it looks great but i mean i, I it's it's a, a mom and dad mobile it doesn't seem to be getting any of that car guy love and probably because most people back in the day didn't really like the blazer i mean it I, yeah, it was not a popular vehicle and I, I can't imagine this one is either. Yeah, no. I, I mean, the Blazer back in the day, because it was four wheel drive and it was like a smaller SUV, you know, and we're really talking about the S10 Blazer is what we're talking about. Um, because the old, old Blazer was huge, the K Blazer and stuff like that. So, but if you look at like the 90s, you could take the tops off on those, I think, right? Yeah, I think yeah. I had a I mean, buddy that, that, had that was one. the rival to Bronco. I mean, that was really yeah. before Bronco. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, or I shouldn't say, I, don't, I think Bronco may have been first, but that was like a big 70s vehicle, 80s vehicle, those types of things. So, you know, you're looking at the 90s, early 2000 Blazers. Then they had Trailblazer. They kind of just screwed up Blazer. They just kind of, like Chevys tend to do, they just bungled the whole thing. And now, you know, this really nice car is just kind of lost in the, in the mud. Yeah. Well, so the funnest vehicle for me driving to college, though, was my dad's Grand Wagoneer. Dude, that thing was a beast. It had a big old engine in it. Now, granted, I was only getting. 
<laughs> yeah, I was only, I wasn't even getting 10 miles a gallon, but listen, back in the, the late 90s, uh, gas in Oklahoma was, you know, I think when we saw a quarter was was generally what we had. When it hit, when gas hit a dollar, we flipped our lids, right? Flipped our lids, they hit a dollar. For most of the time, I remember paying 50, 60 cents a gallon. You know, Most so it didn't matter. Over. Huh? Those days are over. Oh, yeah, long gone, right? So, you know, the big engine guzzling the gas didn't matter. He just had fun pressing the gas, right? Like, and, and it was a beast. I love driving that thing. One day it will get resurrected. It's in my garage. It does run, but we got some work to do. So well, I'm the just, question everybody has is, does the back window work? Yeah, back window works. That's unbelievable. That motor... Mm -hmm went out like a thousand times on everybody so the fact that you have one and look was an all-time iconic you know large suv i mean really kind of ushered in this large suv type and world. the right it was a grand wagoneer right like it yeah. was supposed to be there's a lot of electronics there was mm -hmm. a ton of electronics in that vehicle if you go back i mean i think they had i think the they were the first ones with the four-way adjustable seats that were all electronic. I think you just could do it on the side there. It's those metal buttons. I mean, I'm just trying to do it from memory, but I mean, that was an advanced vehicle. And, you know, now they brought the Wagoneer back and you got to basically, you know, own some of these casinos over here to afford it. Now that's a six figure SUV, man. Did you ever think Wagoneer would be six figures? No. What's in it that makes it six figures, right? Like, well, I can tell you this. There's not anything from Jeep that I'm paying $100,000 for. I mean, I owned a lot of Jeeps in my life. Great car. It's not a $100,000 brand. I mean, that's where we're getting with some of this stuff. And I, it's all coming back to earth now. But I just can't see doing $100,000 with a Jeep badge on the back. I mean, it's, come on. They... They're just cashing in on the, the people that maybe have some money now and remember what you remember was that was like a special vehicle for the moment. And, and I haven't looked at the sales, but I don't think they're really flying off the shelf either. And, and, and that's sort of the problem is these resurrected cars, you know, Bronco kind of hits a price point. You know, you can get into a Bronco for 45, 50,000. Doesn't mean it's the nicest one but it's still attainable. The weird thing with Wagoneer is they went all the way to six figures, like right out of the gate. It was, that's kind of nutty. And then they have a grand Cherokee L edition, a limousine edition that looks just like the Wagoneer. So it's like, it's just kind of a strange thing. All right. So let's think it's going to be sort of the next thing you mentioned Hummer coming out in electric. Is that, is that the next kind of reemergence? I know that, there's a big discussion around that I've heard not too many people. Some of those old dudes are especially they're the ones that are frustrated with the, the vet that's going to come out electric. You know, there's some things people are changing, but what do you, so do you think Hummer's going to be the next reemergence or what do you think is going to be the next, next one where they kind of revamp from back in the day? Well, Hummer's really nice. I mean, what they've done, but again, now you're, I think you're back into the hundred thousand dollar range for those Hummers. But people, people didn't buy, like, when Hummers came out, right, like, around here, 
it was that kind of elitist, oh, yeah. like you oh, yeah, paid yeah. a penny and like you're talking you about were h2 off. yeah h2 mm-hmm. so when h2 came out it was a special vehicle for everybody it was like oh wow now it's a hummer that's not militarized and we you know now we can get it and we don't have to have like a special diesel mechanic to work on it from the h1 days I think they did a pretty good job and I think sales are going to show that it's the same thing you have with Ford with the F-150 Ford Lightning that's now all electric look man they're going to be able to bring everything back with the quickness what everybody doesn't realize is once the electric powertrain is made they can slap whatever body they want on it and now the car is back and it doesn't take them very long to just say hey let's bring this back let's bring everything's going to come back probably you know for most people, the Acura Integra, you know, which was a big vehicle during my, my, you know, formative days with cars, they've unveiled it. Everybody assumes that Acura is going to screw it up because they screw a lot of things up, but that's probably the biggest one because super is already back, you know, super is already being sold. And I think they're, they just announced they're going to have a six speed manual transmission in the Supra, which is a big deal. Um, but I look at it, man, I I don't know exactly what's going to come back, but what they seem, if, it, if they can make it into an SUV, it's going to come back because that's what sells. So that to me is what you have to look at is whatever they can make into an SUV or a truck, they're going to bring it back. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely right. We, we Americans, we like our big old vehicles, don't we? Oh, dude, it's, it's. I mean, I've told, I've told everybody the whole truck thing. If you don't need a truck is the most baffling thing. They don't ride great. I don't care what anybody tries to tell themselves. They shimmy around the road. There's no weight in the back. It doesn't ride. It's like, what do you, if you don't have to haul shit, why, why would you want a truck? It is the worst idea because it rides the worst. You might as well buy the SUV with the added weight. I I just never kind of understood the whole truck thing. And I grew up, at a time when you had to have a, you know, when you people that had trucks needed a truck. So just my thought. Well, like you said, it's amazing how many people on the West coast feel like they need a truck. I mean, the Midwest, there's no question. You got to have a truck. Like if you're a man, you buy a truck. Ding. But over in the West coast, it is interesting. There's no farmers, no people hauling anything. I mean, what are you doing? You going down to Lowe's and putting some stuff in the back end? Buy a buy a truck, right? Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a weird thing, man. I I watch people's buying habits with cars and trucks, and and trucks are still the most bad. We have so many Raptors in this town, and I'm just like, dude, it's been a long time. Recently, they got the Raptor more correct, but essentially, from the first one they built everything in between to right now, those Raptors were not that good. Like they just weren't great. And I, you know, look, we got a client of mine. He's a friend of mine. He's a chiropractor. He's only driven Raptors for like 10 years. I don't think that dude's ever had anything in the bed of his truck ever. I mean, not even a set of golf clubs, probably like it's the most insane thing, but he's like, Oh dude, I just like him. And he just cycles through them. It's it you know teach their own man it's his money but i look at the truck thing it's still the most baffling thing in the world to me yeah so i did not notice when i was at the the cars are pulling up the stoplight i did not look that close at their bumpers you know or their windshield however (laughs) when i got in my jeep 
the first thing I definitely noticed after the drive over at night and then the coming over and, you know, get back in a couple of day, mornings later and, and making my way home. 100% bug season is officially here. It, it So just some interesting things of the drive coming out of Arkansas, which is, I mean, literally the whole state is a forest. You, you come in after Fort Smith and you, you cross over into Oklahoma, it goes barren, right? I mean, we're, we're not that. I mean, you literally are coming out of the forest into Oklahoma. And you come out and you go, cool. And then you get, you see that big open plains and then suddenly you feel this whoosh. And I'm like, oh God, I got to get my, I got to get going straight. But I mean, the bugs are here. No doubt about it. And listen, there's, there can be some dangers. 100% as you and I, and most everybody else in car care has experienced bugs are a danger. And you get over into there's everybody through Florida, through the South. I think there's other places, not just Florida. I know Florida's the worst on love bugs. And they have seasons, right? They'll come, they'll mate, go back and forth. Basically, now until September, October maybe even into November, but at least, you know, probably October-ish through the Midwest, we're in bug season. I mean, we're April, May-ish to September, October-ish. It's, it's bug season. Every time you wash your car, you got to get your bugs off, right? If you don't, what happens? Well, I mean, look, you can etch, you know, it starts etching paint. It can etch a coating. It can, it can etch anything, right? It's the acids. It's the acids inside of bugs that do what? Damage, all kinds of damage. I mean, they, they, all they do is eat away paint, eat away clear coat, eat away at everything. I mean, it just like, it'd be like taking, you know, wheel acid and spraying it on your paint and not rinsing it off. I mean, essentially, you know, obviously the chemical makeup is different, but it's the same idea. You just wouldn't do that. Right. You, You wouldn't leave any type of acidic cleaner on a car well when a bug you know is dead on your car they got those you know that acidity in their body and now it's starting to eat away at whatever it is on top of paint ppf coatings doesn't matter it's 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 going to start creating damage and and damage it does happen it it happens in a form that detailers and car enthusiasts and people that just drive cars have all seen there's that splatter that as you keep trying to work it off, it doesn't come off. And you just have to eventually tell the person, this is my experience, right? My experience is just, well, ma'am, sir, uh, you let this stay on too long and it's actually damaged your clear coat. Let's get our eye in a little closer and I'll show it to you. Listen, at the car wash, that's the way it was nonstop. You know, cause we would debug every car that went through but you would have some people that complain, hey, the bugs did not come off. Or, you, you know, you, get, you clean it and you're a mobile detailer and you're, you're, you're out of business and you're cleaning people's cars. You, know, you got five of them to do that day. And you walk back in after you're done and you go, number three, ma'am, I just want to let you know you got some stuff still on your front of your bumper. Yeah, bugs. Yeah. Well, those aren't bugs anymore. It's actually your clear coat that is kind of turned a little white because it's showing you it's damaged. Or what about when 
the bugs and, and most of the time it's from their like stomach and things they've they've ingested or whatever the little berries so, and yeah. yeah so what about have you ever seen it like where they've they've had something yellow you know lightning bugs used to be a big one in the midwest when i first started detailing and, and somebody would hit them and that you know whatever it is that makes them light up they'd let it sit on their paint forever then you'd go to to take it off the paint and there'd be that yellow spot and they'd be like well that didn't come off it's like no now that spot's yellow that is stained and we've all seen it we all know that we can compound and polish it off but when somebody's let it sit that long and you've actually seen it, not only like you said, like a white spot, but whatever it is, the color that that bug had eaten, when you saw it like on a black car and there was a purple spot and you'd be like, I mean, it, it would always make me laugh because I'd be like, so you just sat there and looked at this big yellow or purple spot for all that. And you didn't think like, let me just take my hose and get it off. Let me, you know, take my fingernail and it was it, it, it was always glass amazing cleaner? I mean, it, it, it's still one of the most amazing things how people can look at the front of their car and be in this situation where they're like what and and i actually i can go try to find the picture we had somebody from northern nevada or drive through uh tahoe all the way through northern nevada with an escalade the bugs were so bad from this one trip we had to like get into the radiator to take the smell out because the smell was so bad from the bugs getting into the engine from this one trip. I'll try to find the picture, but it was, I couldn't believe my eyes and the person did nothing wrong. Right. They just kind of got in this like swarm of something. And it was like, it got into the engine. That was like the craziest bug thing I ever saw. All right, so what happens if we see some bugs that have been on there a while? There's some different ways to clean them, right? There's, there's different ways to get the bugs off. And those ways also can create some damage, right? So not only do bugs create damage, but I got a phone call one time from somebody that, hey, now listen, this is one of the most funny sayings that happens through the Midwest, and it's, oh, bless your heart, right? <laughs> i've heard it plenty of times right oh bless your heart Me doesn't too. actually mean oh sympathy oh bless your heart is actually translated to oh you fucking idiot i feel for you yeah right like exactly. that's what it means oh bless your heart for anybody that's in out of the midwest or the south if you hear somebody say oh bless your heart just understand that they're saying oh you fucking idiot i really feel yeah. for you yeah that's what it means now i said that to somebody who called me one day and they had let somebody clean their car. Now that you, many people have heard this story in different ways. You can hear this story in, I had somebody clean my car or there's the, you know, my kids wanted a little extra. And so I, I let them clean it and I gave them 10 bucks. Well, there just happened to be some bugs on it. Okay. Well, what they used to clean it. Well, I've heard, I used the back of that kitchen sponge that, you know, scouring, I've heard the SOS pad. Holy fuck. Really? You use the SOS pad. That's like, like it's like metal. Yeah. And there's people that have tried to clean off bugs. And if you've worked at a car wash, you've been at a car wash, mobile detailers, detailers, anybody that's take care of cars, dealership, you've seen that part of the paint that looks 
kind of grayish and it's about <laughs> i don't know and two inch by four inch somewhere like that where you go somebody scrubbed something there they were trying to remove a bug yeah there's some damages that can happen whether you're a pro or you're a I just love cleaning my own car type of person. You can damage clear coat and paint by improper cleanings. Oh yeah. And and I think we can kind of start with what what we see from most educated car people. You know, let's call it a weekend warrior, a deep professional detailer, is taking this really acidic, you know, hard to clean thing, a bug. And now using a, a bug cleaner that is basically wheel cleaner that is made to smell and look a different color, right? So how many of us would use a degreaser on bugs? Well, I, I'd never use a degreaser on bugs. Well, the modern bug cleaner that you see from most companies is actually based in degreaser type formulas because they're combating that hard to clean bug with a degreaser like cleaner. Now it's easy to say, I wouldn't do that. And I got this bug clean. Well, I can tell you, we've seen all the bug cleaners out there. We know what the basis of them are. And I knew this very early on in my career because if a bug cleaner was safe for your paint, it wouldn't etch like, trim pieces and this is the most common thing you see at a dealership or wholesale work or massive type of of work is they're really always questioning what bug cleaner their guys are using because they've lived the horror story right they've had the trim get etched they've had the paint get etched they've from the cleaner not the bug and so marty i think you know better than anybody some of these places will just go away from bug cleaner altogether and say, we've had so many bad things happen with bug cleaner. We're not going to ever use bug cleaner. My guys will just use soap and scrub it off. I'd rather them scratch the paint than burn all the trim. But you can burn a lot of trim. We've oh, all seen dude. it. You look, at, you look at those little pieces that go on the front of the bumpers, right? There's little plastic pieces sometimes on cars or, you know, those wonderful bras, right? Remember those oh, yeah, we're talking dude. about back in the day? Yeah, those were those were wonderful. Yeah. But they were designed to protect a lot of it was to protect from the bugs. Oh yeah, that was a that was a whole reason. Look, I mean, PPF owes itself to bugs mm -hmm. because that's that's really why the first stuff, you know, was really happening in the car care world. Leather bras, etc., were all based on you don't you remember those bug reflectors? That people would have on the front i mean dude everything was about bugs and the funny thing is if you just kept your car clean bugs weren't they weren't an issue with a waxed vehicle you know they're just not an issue if you have the proper protection and you keep your car clean but think of all the things bug reflectors you had leather bras ppf got its jump off you know you see people still doing partial front ends uh you know and it all stems from bugs but you know, Marty, you know better than anybody, you know, you've dealt a lot in the in the high production world. You know, this type of chemical that people have tried to combat bugs with has just been a bad idea. Like, you shouldn't be spraying basic degreaser. And again, I know you're saying to yourself, I don't use a degreaser. If you're using something that says bug remover, 
uh, bug, you know, off, bug this, you know, remove bugs, whatever it is on the title. I guarantee you everything but ours is degreaser base or what they call caustic base, which is basically a form of degreasing. Yeah. And, and the problems that you run into is if the paint is too hot, meaning if it's summer, which is that's when the bugs are out. And if it's a dark colored vehicle and you go to spray the paint and you go, Oh, but we would never do that. We would never just spray the paint down. You might not, but there's other people that you bring into train or at a dealership, which you're mentioning or a car wash or anybody that's in, like you said, high production or, you know, if I'm cleaning cars at my house, I just might accidentally just start spraying because I see the bugs and I just, I want to clean them off. I didn't cool the paint down. Yep. So you intermix the hotness of the paint with a high caustic that is when you feel it, a lot of times a caustic chemical is actually a little warmer than others. And especially when it starts moving, you shake it, you do anything to agitate it, it will actually start to increase its heat. And what, what happens is you, you've all seen it. There's that spray and you'll actually watch the pattern as somebody goes along the paint and you go, Hey, I, I sprayed the paint off with water, but yeah, but it's a hundred degrees out the paint is actually still hot yeah. just because you rinsed it a little bit. Doesn't mean it magically went back to a cold paint. It's, it's still hot mixed in with a hot product. You'll actually see the flash patterns happen across the front grill and across part of the hood. Let's not even, well, no, let's, let's talk about the side mirrors, oh. right? Like the side mirrors that are plastic you start looking around at how many side mirrors are plastic, you'll see those run lines. Well, it, and it, by the way, what about the paint? So what will happen is it'll attach itself to the mirror. Then it'll start running down the mirror. Then it'll start running down the paint. And if it's a really strong caustic bug cleaner, which a lot of them are, it'll take some of the dirt and the grime from the mirror and the plastics in the mirror and it'll run down with that like almost like brown blackish line and if you don't catch it like on a white or a silver vehicle it'll actually leave that darkish stain you know from that plastic and and it getting burned on the paint and guys it's really easy for everybody to say well i've never done that well i would never do that well marty you you said a great point let me ask another point as you grow as a business owner and you're not watching or have the ability to watch five of your employees all at once, the smart thing to do is just pick a better chemical, right? Where you can spray it. And because it's not caustic base, it doesn't have the damaging properties that we're talking about. And that's part of the reason that our bug cleaner was developed. It's not because, you know, we, we think that it's the greatest thing since like, it's like, I don't want a chance when I'm cleaning a bug off my car to damage my car worse than cleaning the actual bug off. I don't want to damage Mercedes trim as an example, which is, you know, always gets damaged just by looking at it Ford, same thing. I just think that that's what we did with bug is that we actually have a polymer based cleaner. 
So safe on coatings, safe on PPF, safe on trim, safe on plastic, safe on everything. And it's user-friendly because maybe you just had a brain fart and started spraying it and things were a little bit hot. You go, oh, and you go and you grab your, your, your power washer, or your hose, and you go, oh, okay, fine, you know. I mean, we all can make a mistake. I think that's what the most interesting thing with HyperClean Bug is, is it's not a formula that exists anywhere else. This is the safest bug cleaner. And especially for you guys in the coding world, you know, you start using caustic cleaners and bugs have been sitting on a coating for a while. That front end may not have a coating for very long as those bugs have eaten through. Now your caustic cleaner is hot and it's starting to eat through the coating. You may get through your cleaning process and have a front end with no coating on it. I mean, it's just better to use a better cleaner. And I was going to say the mobile guys, and especially anywhere that uses rinseless or waterless technology, what I love about HyperClean Bug is, as you mentioned, polymer base. It's a very similar technology to a waterless or rinseless type product. I can go onto a my Jeep. I did demos you can see demos i've done demos we did demos locally you can literally go on without any type of rinse no cooling nothing we tested this product at a major dealership in the very hot summer day on a black car that had been sitting out on the line no pre-rinse and the gm looks at me and goes you damage this car you fix it i go yes sir send it all the bugs came off, zero damage. They've used it for years, specifically for that reason. Zero chance, 100% guaranteed it, no chance of damaging, zero. It cannot damage anything. The safety involved in bug cleaning has now been trumped. There's no other product on the market that can do what HyperClean Bug does zero none out there we have a hundred percent chance that you're going to get the bugs off and no damage nobody else can make that claim we're the only polymer-based bug cleaner on the market it is a must grab absolutely yeah and again you know so much can go wrong removing the bugs you know like you said scrubbing the bugs you know people again use the bug cleaner to your advantage let it soak in maybe give it a rinse you know if you're if you're pure waterless whatever you use to you know add some pressure to the wheels and maybe get your wheels cleaner or whatever some people are using pump sprayers whatever you know that's the advice but we watch a lot of people go without bug cleaner you know where they're like hey i don't need a bug cleaner you know i had this bad you know uh, you know uh experience and this and that i get it i understand this is not going to be a bad experience. That's what Marty's getting at is yeah. that it's super safe. And again, when something's polymer based and there's, there's times that you do want polymers and heavy polymers in, especially in cleaning is what it'll allow you to do is also during your wash process, it's leaving some polymers behind. So when you spray your soap on like foam wash or whatever, guess what you can do? You can feel safe that if any little thing is left behind, there's just a little bit of that polymer to allow that wash media to glide a little bit easier. It's really silly stuff. I mean, we're talking about a bug cleaner here, but when you've had bad stuff happen 
and you've seen what kind of damage bug cleaner, this is just not something you want to take for granted. That's all. And that's why we say overbuilt, right? Like there's, I, I, I can't sleep at night. There's no way to know that I'm having a chance of risking some damage on a car. We've, you've damaged, I've damaged cars. I've sprayed bug cleaners on cars and went, fuck. Yeah. Cause you can see it. I mean, it's just instantaneous. And, and again, that happens guys, because every other bug cleaner on the market there without exception is a caustic cleaner, which is basically a level of degreaser uh, for, for layman's terms. And you know what? It's not right for the modern, modern clear coat. It hasn't been for a long time. Let's face it. I mean, you can go back to when you and I first started cleaning cars. It was never great for cars. We just, just all we had. And, and now we have something else. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, go enjoy your Bronco. Get, get that dialed in, the rest of it going. And, man, have a great week, Nick. All right, brother. Talk to you. See you, man. Hey, this is Marshall. Only if you're like me, you know, you you go, huh? Yeah, I think I would like to be around more people that have a better idea of what's going on in car care. Hey, come join the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. It really is the best place for you to go to get the most value, the most information. You're going to learn about the products. You're going to learn about processes. And you're going to learn about the purpose of, well, enjoying your car life. And have a great time doing car care. That's really is what, <laughs> what the hybrid clean system is all about. How you can enjoy your car life. So come interact with us there. A hybrid clean specialist group on Facebook. Hey, this is Marshall. Hope you make it a great day. <laughs>